0: Podcast fam, take two University of Florida grads, throw in a couple temporary jobs at a local sushi restaurant, Add some uncovered talent and newfound passion, sprinkle in an epiphany. What do you get? An imaginative new way to bring the essence of Japanese restaurants that push Japanese beyond sushi. For Hiro Leong, his venture began with the opening of Dragonfly Gainesville in 2000. An upscale modern interpretation of traditional Japanese pub or izakaya Dragonfly Restaurant is one of Gainesville's most unique and desired Japanese restaurants with two-hour dinner waits, still a weekly occurrence more than 19 years after opening its doors. We sit down with Hiro and hear how this Gainesville business has grown to Orlando and now to Miami. Hear his amazing story and all of the incredible plans that lie ahead in today's episode, episode 152 of the WHOA GNV Podcast. You are listening to WHOA Podcast, coming to you from Gainesville, Florida. We're going to go in three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the WHOA GNV Podcast, the podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that make you go, Whoa. I am your host, Colin Austin, and today, my first and glorious and most amazing sponsor is the best restoration. We all know that due to the impact of COVID 19, COVID 20, COVID 21, COVID 22, uh, Honestly, who knows at this point. Uh, But things seem to be getting a lot better, I will say that. Uh, That deeply cleaned and highly sanitized businesses are the new norm. You know your customers are going to want to walk into a business they know is safe. Make sure you call the best, the best restoration, and let them help help you keep your business top notch. These guys can handle it all. Let me just list some of their services real quick so you understand the capabilities that these guys have. These guys do water extraction and restoration, mold remediation, which they've helped us with in the past, area rug cleaning, air, air ducts cleaning, carpet cleaning, tile and grout cleaning, carpet repairs. They have carpet protection services, upholstery cleaning services, Fire Damage Restoration, and so much more. Be sure to give our friends at The Best Restoration a call at 352-505-3321 or visit them at thebestrestoration.com. Jorge, my man, thank you so much for everything that you do for this community and for supporting our show. And I also want to give love to the GNV Commercial Advisors at Collier's Gainesville. Gainesville is growing every day and no one knows that better than the GNV Commercial Advisory Team at Collier's Gainesville. They help businesses and investors of all sizes buy, sell, lease, and manage their properties in North Central Florida. The GNV Commercial Advisory Team has the most local experience and expertise in town. Plus, they have the resources of a global firm to get your commercial real estate deal done. Are you ready to get started on your next commercial project? See what these guys can do for you at colliers.com slash Gainesville, I've said those words so many times, colliers.com slash Gainesville, Dan Drodos, Jason Hurst, Bennett Harrell, and the entire team over at Colliers, thank you so much for your support, absolutely love you guys, and uh, I'm so grateful that you supported this episode, because this episode is going to be epic, <laughs> you guys, today on the show, we have Hiro Leon, president of dragonfly restaurants hero welcome
1: to our show oh man well thank you very much so you know for inviting me here today
0: i'm excited that you're here uh you know it, it it's funny cuz like you're one of those people that I've like been two <laughs> degrees away from you know, in the Gainesville network for so long, and yeah. I've heard incredible things about you and your business, and I'm like, man, I cannot wait <laughs> to get this guy on the show, and we were able to make it happen, so thank you for being here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I absolutely And you brought some snacks, too. That was so <laughs> generous. Why don't you tell Can you tell us what these snacks are really quick? Well
1: uh I know today uh, you invited Andy uh, from the Ice Doctor, and I uh, figured if you're going to be, you know, I'm sure you weren't just drinking or e- drinking ice, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure you had some he spirits some with really it. Really great stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, cheers and thanks. I figured. And uh, I know you haven't probably had dinner, and I figured you can probably get a little bit of snack in your system while you. Uh, <laughs> I didn't bring sushi, but I did bring a couple of interesting things from my hometown. Okay. Uh, when you drink, you actually want to eat some wasabi flavored peas. Those just go so well because, I mean, it just balances out uh, your. Why do you crack that open? For, <laughs> let,
0: let, let me go ahead and taste <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, I've let, never let, had this before, let you the guys. the food
1: dude's talking. Can you so, handle spice? Le- spicy? Yeah, I like some spices. Are you about stuff. to. Uh, <laughs> so wasabi it's got some kick to it huh wasabi flavored peas Here, so these are from your hometown well, which is yeah it, uh i'm from japan okay my mother's japanese my father's chinese right where um, in japan uh okinawa okay yeah so uh, this is like uh a... it, it's kind of like a favorite down there <laughs> especially with beer and you wash it down with some good alcohol <laughs> how's that what's the uh, those are good those yeah. got some kick to them though oh, yeah, yeah. It, it, Wasabi it's, flavored peas. Yeah, it's got some nice, you know texture. This is over here is shrimp crackers oh um, man, those are... You know, like if you like uh, What do you what is it in America the uh, vinegar and salt Cape Cod chips? Uh, yeah, kind like of like that. at that level, but I mean it has like nice umami. So give I hold cool. this
0: up. You'll be able to see it or no.
1: <laughs> yeah, so this is shrimp crackers shrimp
0: crackers <laughs> <laughs> Right on man some crazy it's, stuff. Dude, it smells like shrimp, too. Dude,
1: <laughs> yeah, don't smell it. Just crazy. eat it. <laughs> it's not, it,
0: like, legit smells like... It, you don't see any shrimp, but it smells like
1: shrimp. Yeah. Just don't eat that as a substitute for dinner and lunch, right? You got to make sure that you complement it with... So what, what's shrimp your take? crackers.
0: <laughs> actually, really not bad. Right? I could kill that whole bag right now. <laughs> I think I like the wasabi peas better though. Yeah, you like. Yeah, I like the kick behind it. It's all yours. So, I mean, do you buy this stuff locally, or like you're getting the shipped
1: in, or Uh, what? No, I, I actually had. uh, So, all these are nostalgic to my childhood. And uh, once in a while, you know, I, I, I try to not forget my heritage. <laughs> and uh, I always, you know, my kids are uh, growing up, I, I want to make sure they give a little What's bit on? of culture. I'm good, actually. Yeah, <laughs> I brought it for you only. Oh, thanks, man. I'm going <laughs> to... Leave it and save it. <laughs> I'm going to save some for my team tomorrow. They'll be like, what are you giving us? <laughs> no, these are really good. Thank you for that. Absolutely. So, I mean, so how often do you get to go back? Have you been back in a while or no? Yeah, It's, you know what, it's been uh, years. Uh, I used to go back maybe once every few years, to go visit my mom, uh, my dad's over in Hong Kong. Uh, but every time I go back, I feel inspired and I come back to the States and I feel like a modern day merchant <laughs> to try to figure out what I can bring back to the States. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I mean, I'm sure s-
0: several people have heard your story here locally, but like I'll be straight with you, man, I haven't. Yeah. Uh, so I'm super excited to dive into this <laughs> and just kind of hear uh, hear your story, hear what brought you to the United States, hear what brought you to Gainesville, and just if you can just unfold it for me and just how yeah. you even started this amazing <clears throat> restaurant and you restaurants know, at this point.
1: Yeah, I I, I guess uh, the the best starting point is uh, 21 years ago. I. 20, well maybe a little bit more, 22, but I don't want to disclose my age. (laughs) I went to University of Florida, I graduated, and I went to Japan to work. Uh, I had a job lined up to go to Chicago for an advertising agency, and uh, unfortunately that job didn't fall through. So I was unemployed, and uh, I decided, you know, uh, because I went to University of Florida, I decided to uh, wait on tables, Um, and you know I was just pretty much just wasting my life away. And my brother then said, "Hey, hero, you're my older brother. I mean, what's what are you doing with your life?" Um, I was pretty much pissing it away. <laughs> it wasn't too much, so I, I I put together a business plan for the business, the restaurant that I was working at. And uh, I gave her the uh, the business plan um, with a lot a lot of the unique selling proposition, the marketing, you know, who you need to hit. And she said, "Hey, hero, I love what you did, but this isn't for me. I am done. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to retire. I'm not trying to do anything more with this."
0: And this was the restaurant you were working at?
1: Yeah, okay. I mean, it's not and it's not here anymore. But uh, this was an old restaurant that I was at uh, 21 years ago, serving tables. Uh, and so instead, I took that plan and. Um, Put uh, pretty much got out, got off the couch and just opened up the uh, the small restaurant and said, "Hey, let's do this until we find a real job." <laughs> yeah, that was 22 <laughs> that was years it. Like, that. let's
0: let's launch a restaurant yeah. until we find a real job. <clears throat> yep. I, don't, I don't feel like most <laughs> people do that.
1: <laughs> and I'm still looking for that real job. <laughs> I mean, you know, you you, you go into a restaurant just kind of like to make ends meet. Pretty much, that's what people do, you know, in college and whatnot. And so it's until, the, you know, up until this point, I'm really just, you know, trying to have fun at it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude. So, okay. So that was, I mean, 21 years. So you were entering the scene the same time I was. Oh, wow. Because, so I started, well, I started this business in 2004, but I came to Gainesville in 2000. Yeah.
1: So that was when you opened. Yeah. Yeah. Drive that's, and yeah, that's it, 2000. Uh, has,
0: has it, it's been in the same place that entire time?
1: Uh, no, actually, okay, so it, it's taken its turn of growth, and uh, I think in 2000, 1999, uh, my partner and I were doing this for a while, and uh, you know, we had a line out the door because we all we had was 10 tables, and we're like, oh my gosh, this place is busy, if we got some money, what do you want to do with it, and we're like, um, should we, you know, buy a car or do the stupid thing and expand? Uh, obviously, you know, we we picked the, the latter route and we we uh, uh, expanded into next door when uh, Hooters was available. Hooters was actually next door, so in two thousand five,
0: oh, right, yeah, yeah, they were on that corner.
1: Five years later, we actually uh, dumped all the money that we had and uh, expanded our tables and seats and staff. Uh, And we're like, all right, let's cross our finger and see if people will come. (laughs) And a couple of years later, we're like, oh, my gosh, we're really busy. So we're doing just as well. We've got some money. What do you want to do, Song? We're like, "Um, you want to buy a car or do you want to, you know, do the stupid thing and (laughs) expand? So we went across town and opened up another restaurant, uh, 2,500 square feet. And uh, that was busy, and so it was called rolls and bowls back then. Okay. Uh, it was an idea of a Chipotle esque with Japanese, and we said, "Hey, look, you know, we eat this for lunch. Did we just get a bowl and just throw everything in there and and make a meal out of it. Why not serve it to the guests too?" So that was the birth of rolls and bowls, um, two thousand six or seven. Uh, and uh, you know, we looked at each other and said, hey, you know, mind you, at this time, uh, my business partner and I were driving like beat up beaters, and you know, we we're living in our apartment with like college kids, and you know, it, I mean, an epiphany hit when um, he's like, "Here, I can't get any dates. <laughs> I think I need to buy some material goods and like, you know, have a nice flashy car or, you know, have some nice things to show off." And we're like. Nah, let's just keep expanding. (laughs) So we took that, um, uh, the money that we saved up, and uh, in 2010, we opened up uh, Orlando Restaurant. Uh, You know, we we said, hey, we're out of Gainesville. Um, You know, we're from the school of Hard Knocks. Let's see if we can actually make it in the bigger town. (laughs) So we opened smack dead in the middle of Orlando, where it's called Restaurant Row. Uh, and then fast forward a little bit more, we saved up enough, and the pattern just keeps going. Organic growth, and we opened up Miami recently.
0: <laughs> organic, organic growth. So you opened up Miami what year?
1: Uh, Miami years? was uh, about a five years ago. So with 2000, uh, right, once, so 2016-ish Okay. was Miami.
0: <laughs> I mean,
1: that's a like history in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So I mean, tell me a little bit about your business partner. You guys, when yeah. did you guys meet? How did you guys connect?
1: He or, was um, so he was a sushi chef. Okay, my brother is also a part um, of the business. He was our dishwasher, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I mean, we just did everything under the roof. Uh, it, it's you know, we. I think our goal has always been to become obsolete. And uh, I mean, we've done it all, we still do it all. As a matter of fact, uh, you know, a few days ago, I had to, uh, I was in Miami and uh, we were short staffed, so I was running food and washing dishes. Oh, man. And it it just, uh, my my teachers, my mentors have always taught me, Hero, it's, success doesn't lead to success. You have to taste failure. You have to grind it out, you know? And so, one of my favorite quote was, Uh, what do you say, you know, that's always stuck with me. It's, you need, you know, in this business, you need a uh, uh, blue-collar work ethic Mm. with a white-collar mindset. It it, it just, that just hit home for me. And ever since then, my sleeves are always rolled up. (laughs) Yeah, dude, that's
0: huge, you know, and that that really hits home for me. I mean, even in this time, because, I don't know, just even with a lot of the things that have happened over the last year with COVID and the impact there, I mean, You know we've made it through, and we're gonna make it through, which is great. And the University of Florida is like gonna open up, you know, in the fall. And but man, like, at times I'm like, man, this is super humbling because I'm back. You know, I've had to. I'm back on the showroom floor. That's what I heard. I I, I emailed you, right? I emailed you, and I was like, I would love to record this sooner, but. But yeah, <laughs> I'm like working the showroom <clears throat> floor from nine thirty to five thirty yeah. all day, and that's that's when I'm doing the sales part of the job. Yeah, and then you know I like lock that door at five o'clock, and then at five thirty, you know, my team starts to leave, and then it's like, all right, now I'm doing the management owner stuff.
1: Yeah, you know, and it's no, been, I, I get it's been it. Super i humbling. I, so the, I mean, like right, like you know, right after COVID, I'm you know nobody wants to go to work, so yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you're, you're experiencing me. that right now where you. are had to just roll up your sleeves again. So, so you're feeling the same thing? I yeah, mean, absolutely. People just don't want to get back to work. It, it's a combination, yeah. People don't, you know, it, it's inertia, especially in the restaurant business. Uh, it takes a little while to get, get up and get back into it. And many, I think, for the past year, have thought, is this for me? You know, right. can I do something else? You know, maybe I, I can go look for my real job now. And uh, there's been a lot of exit in our industry. And imagine, right, if you've been cooked up at home all day, what do you want to do? You want to go out. Right. You want to get some food. And so the demand's been there without the supply. So it's it's, it's definitely been tough. <laughs> uh, you know, it's good business, but it's been tough.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, even thinking about, like, just the, I don't know. So so I'm, like, super interested in kind of, like, the, I, you use the word organic. And actually, when we were <clears throat> talking to Andrew last week, we were very much talking about you know that same sort of thing because he's in a very, you know, in this place of organic growth. I mean, has that been the case with you know going to Orlando and going to Miami? Like, why those locations? Did was there something that sparked it just to happen at those locations? Why not another? Why not Jacksonville?
1: You know, right, like what right. what
0: led to those decisions and why? You know, why did you open up in
1: Orlando and then Miami? I I think uh, it, you know that's a great question. Um, uh, we go by a cultural value called kaizen. Uh, in, in Japanese, uh, kaizen means continual growth and continual learning, and I think in life you always want that pressure, or you should, because you know if you're not moving, you're pretty much decomposing, right? <laughs> and uh, everything in life, just you know, you're never at a standstill. You're either going backwards, or you're gonna move forward. And uh, as a company, and as a cultural value, I've really cherished and admired, uh, you know, and try to push people to, to be a little uncomfortable, and yeah, this COVID thing sucked, (laughs) but uh, at the end of the day, I feel like you know you don't want to waste an op. uh, 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 What do you call? You don't want to waste a crisis. Yeah, you really—I mean—that's the time to shine. That's the time for your values to really come out. That's really like that's when you're really put to test.
0: (laughs) Is that what happened for you guys?
1: Uh, I, you know, uh, talking about the growth for Orlando and Miami, I I felt like, uh, you know, we as a team could push further into the other bigger markets and, you know, learn, you know, learn from our mistakes and learn from our our successes, Uh, and. I think that's the reason why we really, really pushed it, and you know, we're. I, I feel like if we don't, we're not really growing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, absolutely. That's that's uh, that's really much, um, uh, you know, our path and and why we did that.
0: So I mean, with like how how was the COVID impact for you guys uh, like, wh- I, when it happened? Like, what was going through your mind as an entrepreneur during that time? This has been a very <laughs> hot topic for us over the last year. We've yeah. talked to Many entrepreneurs who. You know, some were crying on the bathroom floor. Yeah, <laughs> like man, I like I don't know what's going to happen. This is it. It's over. You know, like what? Where was your mindset? Mindset at when?
1: Yeah, COVID happened. I mean, Colin, I, I no one could have. I mean, I think this is a one once in a lifetime event for us, right? Right. Uh, maybe in our life, you know, in our life, we've never no one's ever experienced anything like this. Uh, yet, I, I've, um, you know, as leaders, I mean, if we're standing behind this mic, I think we're responsible. <laughs> You know, like it's, you're responsible. I know you get up early in the morning, not just for yourself, but because of your team. They believe in you, and um, you know I gotta give a shout out to my uh, my wife, (laughs) my better half. Every time I feel like I'm crumbling, she's the one that slaps me back in the face and like that's not the person I've met. (laughs) Mm. You know, she wakes me up and says, you know, your employees cannot see you like this. You you're, you're that guy. You have to make sure that you shine that light through. And absolutely. How long have you been married? uh (laughs) legally not married but uh (laughs) been together for 18 years okay yeah it's it's pretty much like a life partner and business partner yeah (laughs) she's not my business partner but i mean you eventually become one right no for sure (laughs) but i i I feel like during that crisis um that's when your team shines you know your true leaders become great leaders and you know the ones that aren't good are going to show their true colors uh and uh, I, i mean i'm so touched by my employees they're the ones that they they when all my you know workers in our industry lost their jobs and they didn't have any food they got together and um you know they made these bags with like goodie bags with you know we called our wine distributor and they distributed they gave us free wines we called the local coffee grinders and they gave us beans we called the food shop they gave us hamburgers and buns and we gave these out to you know like a food bank and uh that wasn't my idea that was because, you know, of our cultural values. And they said, this is the time to do it. Um, family meal. One of my guys just, you know, invited all the staff to just, you know, and their families to come in for meal and dinner at five o'clock. And you just had to sign up. And, uh, you know, I would, uh, some, someone can get to get, grab the food. So I would just grab the car and get in my car and put the food in there and just start delivering it. Um, these are, I think, I think the, the moment we're supposed to shine, <laughs> you know, and there was only that opportunity last year. And hopefully we did it, <laughs> you know. So I'm super
0: interested in the, the aspect of, you know, your significant other really <laughs> like saying snap out of it. Yeah. I mean, do you find yourself as an entrepreneur kind of like going to those dark places, uh, you know, every once in a while? Cause, cause I'll just be honest, like the reason I'm yeah. asking the question is cause, cause I do, Yeah. you know, like I'm like, man, like I, that that's such a, a, a vital piece to the puzzle, right? Like, yeah. I don't know what I would do without my wife yeah. saying, yo, like you've been doing this for 17 years like now's not the time you're going to give up <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean like yeah so you know i mean maybe you can dive into like what that that looks like for you or you know absolutely just kind of, just kind of the 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 dark space do you do you get there
1: often i mean you know it, it, i think as leaders it's easy for us to get there or be there and i think we all have the right to fall, uh, I, I, it, it's just we're humans. Um, and as a matter of fact, if we show our team that we're humans, they tend to uh, relate with you more and I think they learn to trust you. It's okay to shed a tear or two. Yeah. Um, and, but it's not okay to stay there. I call it going below the line, and we all do. We come up with excuses why we're not good enough. We come up with excuses why we're not where we need to be. <laughs> you know, it, it, once again, it's because we're human and we want that empathy from somebody else that cares for us. But yet, as leaders, we can go there, but we have to be pushed out of it. And I think everybody needs to figure out what that, you know, the the sacred pushes to to whether if it's your partner, uh, whether if it's reading in books from people and mentors who've done it before, uh, whether if it's our coach right you work out at 6 a.m. every morning you know like those mornings and you you know jimmy he's the guy that pushes us i don't want to work out yeah you know when you told me you work out at six i mean you know it's we need that we can't do it ourselves. yeah so (laughs) do you find like i i don't know I, i i know
0: in entrepreneurship yeah you hear these words, you know it's very, it's a very lonely place, you know, which is, which almost seems crazy, right? Like, yeah. how can it be lonely? You're surrounded by your family and by your team, and um, but, but it very much can be a a lonely place. That's a word that describes entrepreneurship quite often. Um, yeah. One that I can like really, really relate to. Um, I mean, I don't even know, like. Where I'm going in terms of 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 the question, you know, I guess like how transparent do you are you with your team? How often do you let them see that side of you versus like
1: pretending or acting like everything's going to be just fine? I I I think uh, within my I've got about 180 employees. Um, you know, it's okay for I mean to them to. You know, they, I don't work with every single one of them close to close. Right. Uh, there's a, maybe eight of them that are direct reports. And uh, within that direct report, I'm, I'm very, I understand that building that trust is so important. And so um, I go there with them. <laughs> I'm not afraid, you know, to share. Yet I do know that they count on me for that vision for the next step. And so, uh, you know, I show them that I'm human. <laughs> you know, I care for them, and I show them what I want them to do for their employees. Uh, so they have their direct reports, and uh, there's a chain of command that really, you know, trickles down all the way to the, you know, to, the, to the people who you think that don't matter, which they all do. But I feel like if I don't demonstrate that within my core set of eight, uh, then they, my core set of eight won't know how to deal with their core set of eight. And, and and down and down. So, um, I, I'm a I'm a empathetic and you know uh, leader. I, I I'll admit that that's probably my strength and my weakness. Uh, but I use it on the you know for, with my employees, and I also use it with my guests. <laughs> How is it a weakness? Um, I feel like it can become a weakness when you start to show. Uh, you know, if you let. The, you know, I don't know if you've heard about the, the term givers and takers. Uh, there's a great book uh, recently that came out, I can't remember the author, but you know, he talks about uh, the philosophy. There are two types of people. There are givers and there are takers. Uh, and if you're a taker and you're in a relationship with, I'm sorry, if you're a giver and you're in a relationship with a taker, it's detrimental. <laughs> but if you're in a relationship and you're a giver as a leader or as a partner, and the other person you know, is a potential giver too. I mean, you guys can take it to another level of heights. So it's, it's so important to understand the dynamics of that. So I didn't finish the book, but yeah. that was this, the rationale behind you know, how important it is uh, to not let some of those empathetic moments take, take over you. But it's a strength because you, know, you build trust with your employees that way.
0: Yeah. Would you <laughs> describe your culture as empathetic? How would you? Uh, how or an, and, well? I'll yeah. Just continue it. How would you describe your culture, your company culture?
1: Yeah, I, I, you know, uh, Colin, that's a great uh, uh, culture is a a great and hard topic to talk, you know it because is, yeah, you know, you're you're a business owner and and you know, it. it what you, what's your take on that? It on
0: culture? Yeah, uh, I believe <laughs> culture is the lifeblood of the organization. Okay, yeah, I that's believe well it is it. the single most important <laughs> thing. Um, I, you know, but it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Like, that's why I was asking the questions about like empathy and like these, because like I can be empathetic to situations, but I've also been like very in the play. Like, I'll use today as an example. Yeah. I had a team member, you know, we're down, we're down to a handful of people at this point. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I had a team member call out sick. And I want to be like, yeah, man, I'm really sorry that, that you're not feeling well. Yeah you know, and 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 then I but I go to a place of man it must be nice to not be the owner and have the ability to call out sick. <laughs> oh that's a be, great point. You know what I mean? Cuz I think I think to myself like man like I I can, I yeah. calling the only the only way I would actually call out sick was if I had covid and yeah. I knew that it could impact other people's lives around me and it's like you. all right you know I'm going to shut I'm going to have to lock the doors <laughs> put a sign on the door and say hey sorry I have covid I can't show up today. But besides <laughs> that like Like I'm gonna be here. I'm gonna muscle through it, right? Because that's what entrepreneurs do. You like get through it. Yeah. And I'm with yeah. But but at the same time, I'm like I'm this team member calls out sick, and and I love the guy (laughs) to death, and I'm like, but the, the first thought that goes through my mind, and like, and as much as I want to be empathetic, the first thought that went through my mind was like, man, must be nice
1: having that ability. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. You're 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 absolutely right. You know. So you know when you said culture, it's the same thing. Should we let that happen or should we not? Right. Absolutely not, you know. It, it's just because I'm nice doesn't mean it's you know like I would let you cross those boundaries, and so it's about being rigorous on the standards but loving your people, and uh, I, I go by tough love, uh, and you know that means you love your people, you know, but you set boundaries, but right. you're tough on the, the standards, and I feel like if you can lead that way, you know, I, when 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 a, when a culture when it, when you when that culture becomes acceptable to call in, then that becomes the culture. But if you actually you know, reverse that, and you're like, oh man, I can't do that. <laughs> I'm gonna get written up, I'm, you know, it's like two strikes and I'm done. <laughs> and, and that's not how I you know, get promoted in this company. That's not how I'm gonna get raises in this company. If that's clear as water, <laughs> you know, people will know. And I, th- I believe that's just part of culture too. And so, just back to the cultural thing, you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, it can be good culture it can be bad culture it doesn't matter what the heck we write on the wall or what we write on the paper what we hand out to our employees it's the living culture right and that living culture stems from um i don't want to nerd out but it, (laughs) it you know it's a mindset it's it's a belief in your heart and uh once you believe that and you know you know that in your heart you know what you're supposed to do i don't have to tell you if you're gonna call in or not call in But if you truly, you know, and so it's, we we really work on that component of the business. With with that many employees that I've got, um, I have to work on the belief more than the action. I, and I don't like telling people that you can't call in or you know you to do strikes and you're out yeah, I'd rather and, tell them why and really quick just to be yeah, super yeah, yeah.
0: clear in case this person is listening to this episode which is highly <laughs> likely uh, like I legitimately believe he was sick like yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. saying that he was just calling out for the sake of calling of out course, like, of I, course I definitely think he was sick but using I, that again, as an example, yeah yeah, yeah um, uh, again it's just like the mindset of like just thinking like man like it must be nice to yeah. have that ability because like I, I don't I was here till 11 o'clock last night yeah
1: you're talking about as leaders right and yeah. it's, it's, it's a long road out there, and you're absolutely right. And so it, it's. But when I, you come to like talking about like setting the expectations and like yeah. these different things,
0: a lot of that comes through through accountability, which Ooh, you know yeah. is a very very difficult piece. Yeah. Um, something that I've struggled with personally. So I don't know if you have tips for holding people accountable, <laughs> but like it, it's something where I'm like, you know, so I'll just use an example. Yeah. You know, somebody shows up late by five minutes. Like it's not, it's not the end of the world. Oh yeah. Right. But if you let it slide, what happens? <laughs> six. It, it starts to become seven. six minutes. Yeah, because <laughs> it starts to become normal. Other team members start to see it happening. Yeah. They start to think it's okay. Absolutely. And like you know, it starts to like bleed yep. into the culture. Yep. Right. Like that. This is acceptable. Oh yeah. And it's not, but it's you know, it's like okay, is this the hill that I want to die on today? Yeah. I've got so. As a leader of this business, I've got so many things to worry about. Is this the thing that I got to stop yeah, man, everything I'm that I'm doing <laughs> to to have this conversation? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's like that's where I go as a leader, and so I'm like always back and forth. Like, okay, do I need to like dive into this and have this conversation with this team member right now? Yeah. Or do I let <laughs> it slide?
1: Yeah, you know, no, I, I, you know, I. It's a great question because uh, I, I, I see parenting of the same thing. I've got two kids. And uh, how old are your kids? One and three. Okay. <laughs> do you have kids? I do, seven and 11.
0: Oh, wow. It gets easier. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, like, Thanks. you know, it's, it's a different world of problems. Yeah. But I will say it's like once you get past like diapers and everything else, yeah, and they can like actually communicate. I'll be honest, one is one of my favorite ages though, okay, because they can communicate with you without actually talking, yeah. You know, you and but you know exactly yeah, you as want their to parent, what once you, a parent you know what they're saying. <laughs> they want to walk around and hold your finger, yeah. Like that's a really cool age. Um, that's probably my favorite age to be honest. Yeah, but, okay. Well, I got as, I got to look forward to that. <laughs> yeah, but as they get older, like you know, my kids are seven and eleven. <laughs> yeah, and and now you know, like they're all. Train, which you know, so it's like it's it's different got as, it. they, as yeah. they get older, and it does. So that's why I mean, where it gets easier. Yeah, obviously, I haven't dealt with teenagers
1: yet. I'm dealing with tweens. You got two more years, right? Yeah, you know. So, but so yeah, I, I it's. I think my kids have been the best mentors for me okay. for the past three years. Uh, and, uh, what, a lesson it, in patience or what? I mean, everything, right? <laughs> <laughs> Picking up after their poop. <laughs> you know, making sure that, you know, how do you communicate to somebody who doesn't want to talk to you or communicate in the same language? Uh, I mean, like, you know, from when fatigue hits, like, can you really take it to the next level? I, I, I feel like, and, you know, ultimately, bottom line, one biggest lesson for me from my kids is discipline. You know, and uh, I did a little dig, uh, deep, uh, you know, digging on this. And the word discipline comes from the word disciple. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you really look at that, I, all right, I got to discipline my kids. But wait a minute. Should I put them in timeout? Or should I actually uh, empathize and, you know, understand their feelings? And uh, so if when they're screaming and yelling, it's not like they want to scream and yell. Because if I tell them to keep quiet and shut up. We're just pretty much telling them to not have any feelings, and so I, I felt like uh, there was a moment when uh, my kids were screaming and yelling one day, and I just like had it, and I was like, "Oh man, they can't understand what I'm saying. so it, it, it's when it really hit me, and I said, "Wait a minute, hero, he's actually asking for help. he's asking daddy to teach him how to cope with this, and uh, I, I, I want, you know when, when that happened. I felt like it was an epiphany for myself and my employees and my team. You know, when they're having a a moment of uh, issue or challenges, we tell them not to bring it in the door, but um, the best moment is really that, to really teach them why it's important to be on time, why it's important to show up, you know, why it's so important to to really like, um, you know, not give up when the grind gets tough, because that's truly really the difference that it's so thin, right, <laughs> between people who make it and people who don't. And uh, it, it's like if we can coach our employees, my seven or my eight, the difference between that success and failure. And then you know my kids are teaching me that. Uh, I feel like it, it's it's uh, you know we would trickle down and have a greater organization. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, tough love, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and explaining to them why why that's important. <laughs> Dude, that is so good. Yeah. That
0: is so good. So, I mean, on that note, kinda of talking about family now. Yeah. Like how has family shifted your vision? And or <laughs> or has it? Because like For me, you know, it's super. It's super interesting. Yeah. (laughs) Like I I like look over my seventeen years, and I was definitely this entrepreneur who was like, grow, 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 grow. Yeah. Like let's like next level. You know, we're doing one and a half million in sales, two million, two and a half. Like, like how do we keep going, right? And and now, you know, I had a customer actually reach out last week. It was like, hey, like I would like to come into your showroom this weekend. And and buy a scooter. Yeah. And I, the obviously the twenty three year old version of me would have been like, yeah, no problem. Like I'll be there. Like yeah. you tell me when, and I'll I'll make it happen. Now the thirty eight version. Well, actually, by the time this episode airs, I'll be thirty nine. The thirty nine <laughs> year old version of me is very much like, no, my weekends are for my family. I'm doing yeah. travel soccer, like not sacrificing it whatsoever. I don't I don't even care if yeah. it's for a scooter sale or not, like n- I'm not gonna <clears throat> like make that sacrifice. Fam- you, know? Yeah. you know what I mean? So and so now I'm actually in a place where I'm kind of like, all right like I'm gonna focus more on like streamlining efficiency, making the business as profitable as possible <laughs> at even if it means it's at an at a one and a half million mark versus a two and a half million mark. you know what I mean oh, yeah like focusing on that. um so I'm just kind of interesting like has yeah. you know has had having children who are one and three year old. <laughs> changed your
1: vision for growth at all. <laughs> you should ask me this question 10 years from now and it'll <laughs> probably change, right? Yeah, I, I don't know, maybe. Like
0: <laughs> I, I'm super uh, into, uh, and if it hasn't changed yet, like do you y- think it will? Y-
1: you know, uh, Colin, yeah, I have always joked around and I said, "Hey, look, I think I'm a better father today because of my, you know, restaurant kids." <laughs> uh they've really taught me a lot uh, about life, but there's nothing that's more real and different than holding a a live, kicking, (laughs) screaming, pooping, (laughs) being, right? And you're like, holy, you know, it's it's real life. Oh man, you know, how is my life gonna change? Um, and, And I feel like it's different for everybody. Uh, And uh, as long as I feel like we, I look at my life in increments of five or 10 anyway. And so, you know, I tell myself when, you know, during this five years, this is how I want to live my life. And uh, and I'm really purposeful. I try not to let life happen to me. And so I have a a plan on where I want to be, whether if it's family, but I I feel like you can't do it all. You know, you have to make sacrifices. It's either going to be sacrificed at work or it's going to be sacrificed at home. Uh, and um, a great mentor of mine has, has said that to me before here. If you want to be the world's best, you know you need to know that you have to make huge sacrifices. Uh, and uh, But if you don't care about that and you're okay with a certain level of success or uh, achievement, then you can allow a little bit of room for other things. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, but most importantly, you have to know what you want. And he's like, here, let me ask you, go to Subway. Do you know how you want your sandwiches? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I want it on wheat bread. I want roast beef. I want lettuce, you know, vinegar, salt and vinegar, hold the olives <laughs> and uh, toast the cheese and blah, blah, blah. I can clearly state it. Then he asked me the next question. What do you want to be in the next five years with your family? And I couldn't answer it. Interesting. <laughs> and I was like, all right, if I can order a sandwich but I can't really, you know, I, I, I've had a lot of digging to do uh, <clears throat> and so that was a, a moment where I said to myself, all right, I, I need to really be clear. i so clear on where I want my path to be. Uh, for me right now, as a new father, <clears throat> um, I'm still trying to figure out, you know, how much time I can give to my family because I have a set of responsibility at work that I I don't want to let down. (laughs) And so that burden is pretty heavy. uh, But I feel like within the resources and time, I've got a lovely wife that just gives me that opportunity. And she knows that I'm trying to get to a certain place. She's also a working mother. So she also is trying to do certain things outside of family. So because it's like I know your
0: name is Hero, but she's the real hero
1: (laughs) in the family, right? (laughs) That's true. (laughs) That's absolutely true. <laughs> you probably would rather have her here and- <laughs> yeah. nah, but it, it's you know she, she understands um, that for me to be a great father I have to also have a, a great work life yeah. and so uh, what limited time I have I do the best I can to make sure that every minute counts uh, because we're all limited and uh, for now, the next five years is really about quality time, not quantity, mm. and that goes for my employees and also with uh, my my kids and family at home. So, uh, what so. things
0: do you do to be
1: able to de- to deliver that quality time? Is um, it just time blocking, or like yeah. what what are some of the things that you uh, do? I, I think uh, I, I've I've uh, for example, you know, when my son uh, <clears throat> he was having a moment. Um, as a matter of fact, right before I came here <laughs> and, uh, we were having dinner and he just didn't want to eat, you know, one of your, you know, your, your typical terrible threes, right? And terrible fours and five and 10 or whatever it goes on to. And, uh, he just started shedding tears and crying and screaming. And I, I mean, were we, you trying
0: to give him peas? Uh, what's that? Wasabi peas? trying <laughs> to give
1: him? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm training them to eat hot sauce. So oh, okay. <laughs> that might've been it, but uh, it was a trigger point and he was screaming and yelling and, and, uh, I uh, could've just, you know, put him in timeout and told him to just stay quiet and get away, but I felt that uh, he needed me more. So I tried to find the patients inside of me and, and I lay next to him and I actually just screamed with him. I put my earplugs on, but I said, hey, let's go out there and let's let it all out together. And uh, I, I think that moment just really uh, hit, hit me. <laughs> and I said, this is what I wanna do and I'm doing it right now. <laughs> um, Sorry, I'm choking up a little bit, but yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's really the you know that moment. I felt like maybe to him it didn't really matter, but to me, it it was you know that five minutes of just like empathizing and just being with him in that moment of misery <clears throat> felt good to me, and, I, and 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 he was able to calm down. And uh, for me, I felt like it was a check, you know, like a win uh, of getting that trust with him. And so hopefully, uh, he felt safe within my boundaries. <laughs> so yeah, that 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 I felt like um. It's quality with him. <clears throat> uh, same with my, when, when I go to work. Uh, you know, I, I was uh, uh, in Miami last week and, uh, you know, we were really busy. We were down a dishwasher, so it was just two of us. Um, I was back there and just like you know, scrubbing those pots and pans with him, and it might have been five minutes. Was he minutes. screaming? Did you start screaming with <laughs> I'm him? I'm sure he was, Put but I was like, in? Oh no, yeah! I was like, Man, this has got to stop. And I could have said, Just shut the door. <laughs> Let's make this stop. But I, you know, it, it, I think i grinding it out with him. How really... much does
0: a dishwasher make, really quick these days? <laughs> I just I asked yeah, because yeah, I used yeah. to be one at
1: Outback Steakhouse, like way back in the day. I'm just kind of curious if. So it ranges anywhere from I I, I don't know, but like it goes all the way from minimum wage all the way to like probably just on the low level twelve, okay. you know, thirteen an hour at twelve. Sorry, that was really for my own benefit. Yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, no. <laughs> it probably gets paid more than me right now uh, uh. if you divide all the hours. But <clears throat> you know, that's it, a great point. It, it's so important to really like connect with them. You know, not just monetarily, but if you, if you do find a good dishwasher who's accountable and responsible. I don't care if I pay them the most <laughs> in the kitchen because that, no one wants to do that position. Yeah. And if you can do it well consistently over and over and over again, I feel like in my opinion, that's just a true person with true passion and accountability. Yeah. That's worth more. And, and I'm willing, really, willing, really, you know, someone that can deliver day in, day out and, and you know, do a great job, they're worth the weight in gold, <clears throat> but yeah. You know, it's, <laughs> it, it's interesting, like just kind of
0: hearing those stories, like it, I reflect back to my time at Outback Steakhouse where mm. it used to be like right there next to the movie theater, yeah. like on, you know, <clears throat> right there, Archer Road 34th area. Uh, I remember one time I, I was working at Outback as a busser in college. I used to do, di- you, the busters did dish yeah. as well, but I was bussing and I was bussing on Valentine's Day. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Lots of t- lots of two top tables, yeah. right? But I there was is me and four other busters and my manager, the floor manager, yeah, like came up to me is like, it's a shame that you're the only person working tonight, because the other guys were kind of just like <clears throat> not doing anything, and I was doing I was hustling, I was working my butt off, and I looked him squared. This is like one of the times where I realized like I was. meant For leadership, yeah, (laughs) I look them square in square in the (laughs) eye and I say, "Send them home." I was like, "I'll do all of it by myself." Ooh, yeah. I was like, "I'll do all of it." You get, you give me their tip share. Yeah, like I, I, I'm in. I will work my tail off tonight for you. Yeah, and and I did I bust Valentine's Day all by myself. Oh man, it's like one of the craziest. Are
1: you things. looking for a dish precision? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I need one. <laughs> I, <laughs> I need a good one. <laughs> dude, I
1: can do those dishes pretty dang fast. I don't know if I can afford you though. <laughs> but yeah,
0: I mean, it's crazy just like reflecting back to yeah those those times those early times in in, I, in, in business I, in yeah. life, you know, even starting the dealership. Like yeah, I had no idea there. you were in the restaurant business. Yeah, I mean, like, I you know now it tells. I, it's, I worked it's at the, Outback Steakhouse yeah. as a busser in high school and then when I moved to Gainesville for college like I just went to the Outback I was like Yo, I, oh I did this elsewhere yeah. you know I did this in San Antonio Texas when I worked there like
1: yeah you know
0: they're like oh yeah we can transfer you no big deal
1: until you found a real job right
0: yeah <laughs> which I had no idea it was like I stumbled into entrepreneurship which it sounds very much very yeah. s- similar <clears throat> to like it's, it's always fascinating to me that entrepreneurs kind of stumble into it a lot of the times yeah you know, because yeah. you made a business plan for somebody else's business, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? And yeah. then you executed it yourself. Yeah. I mean, can we can actually? Can we actually dive back to that for a second? Because, <laughs> like, I mean, what, what, what in you? Like, what was your like? Where did the guts come from to actually do it?
1: Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> you know, what, like, cause why a lot not of just people, let it collect dust? Dust, right? Yeah.
0: A lot of people just don't have the guts to actually execute and to do it. Yeah. Right? So why did you like why do you think you did? You obviously pulled in a couple partners, right? You like able like executed and said, "Okay, like let's do this dragonfly sushi
1: thing. Let's do it." I, <clears throat> You know, that that's a really, really good question. Because I, <laughs> I
0: mean, to be honest, I, you made it sound really super it, casual. Right? You <laughs> made it sound. You made it sound like, oh, you know, like it was kind of like to fill in this hole. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but but it's way deeper than that. Let's be honest. Like nobody just like starts a yeah a,
1: a sushi business just to like. Hey, I've been asked a lot of questions, but that's a that's a, a first for me.
0: <laughs> I did it, you guys. I did it. I asked. The question, you know, I always try to ask questions that nobody else actually asks on
1: interviews. So I'm kind of glad. Now I'm stumbled, right? Like, like, why don't we do episode two then? We'll answer there. (laughs) And honestly, I would love to because this has like been very thought provoking. I've been circling stuff all over my paper. Uh, So I I think for me, I I mean, my gut answer would probably be, uh, I have a fear of not progressing. uh, And uh, I have a fear of, Standing still, I have a fear of just rotting away, and uh, I, I and I try to share that. And when I see that in other people, that gets me excited. Um, it does frustrate me when I see people that don't act and they just talk about things, mm. uh, and uh, it just becomes a grand vision with no execution, and uh, it, it's I think something must have happened to me in my childhood. I, I would have to any, sit there and think about it. You have any it. idea? You don't know where
0: that fear comes from?
1: No, not really. There was a uh, uh, one. Okay, if you ask me for a moment in you know in history, my childhood, I remember um, my. I was curious, and uh, I decided to open up. You know, our our family tube, the TV that was like humongous. And you know, I uh, it was before the Google days, right? I got a yeah. screwdriver and I just like went to town and I unscrewed every single, you know, uh, screw in there, and it was all over the, I mean, the table, the living room, and <laughs> uh, your parents pissed. <laughs> this was three <laughs> o'clock, and I'm like, uh, man, I was just curious to see what was in there, like with all these cool TV and people in there, and super so interesting. after I opened it up, my mom came back and she was so mad. She was just like, I just she didn't, she didn't have to say anything, but I, she gave me that fear. She's one of those moms, like, you know, she would grab her shoes and about to throw up and never did. And they were like, oh no, I'm going to get hit. But uh, I, that day she said, hey, you're not eating dinner until you figure out how to fix it. <laughs> and I put everything back together, and uh, I prayed that it turned back on. <laughs> did it? <laughs> uh, uh, I don't think it did. <laughs> and that kind of stuck with me for you know till this moment. And and so uh, you know it, it's that's probably those little moments like that where I feel like. And then I've also seen my parents; they worked their butt off. Uh, they've always done, you know, they've always executed. <laughs> they've always did things so. That yeah. probably stuck with me, and <laughs>
0: so I mean,
1: oh, it's crazy. We got to wrap up soon. Yeah, yeah. It goes by <laughs> so it
0: goes by so fast, and it's like I, I wish I could just ask the questions kind of rapid fire and be like, let's go. Um, the so I mean, so what does success look like to you? I mean, uh, you've been doing this yeah. how? Long, I mean, twenty one years. Yeah. Right. You said you started in two thousand. We got locations in Gainesville, Orlando, yep. and Miami. I mean. Have you achieved success? And if yeah. not, like what does it look like?
1: Um, there's a book called "Designing for Life." Uh, I think it, you know I'm bad with authors, but you know at the end of the day, it's about the content, right? And w- uh, what I got out of there was they asked me a lot of tough, great questions, and it, it forced me to write my life's purpose. Uh, and uh, I felt you know like the, the next um, five to ten years really is about working with people who are driven, people who have um, the potential to do more than they are today. And uh, if I can successfully make them successful within uh, my resources and my capacity, uh, I would feel like I've succeeded. And so for me, it's about giving. And uh, I get the most joy out of that. And and it's not really a material gift. I feel like if I can give them knowledge on how to really push and take it to the next level, uh, I'm paid back in tenfolds, (laughs) hundredfolds. Uh, And so that's my next mission (laughs) is to really, I I mean, I've, you know, when I know my employees can buy a house, buy a car, and if they can go and open up another restaurant, I I feel good about those things. And uh, I just want to be part of that success, you know, with them. So, yeah, in a nutshell, that's, that's, uh, that's what success looks like to me. <laughs> Love it. I mean,
0: earlier you said you were just down in Miami. You were behind the dish, yeah. like, doing dishes and stuff <laughs> like that. I mean, like, what does your schedule look like? I mean, do you bounce around
1: between the locations quite often or? Uh, yeah, I, so... I do uh I used to do a lot more travel but uh since uh <clears throat> recently moving back into I actually live in Gainesville now okay uh you know I've I've uh really tried to figure out what am I good at and what do I suck at and uh I realized that uh you know uh maybe suck is not a good word but
0: <laughs> <laughs> what do you suck at
1: I think uh I, I can find people that are better at managing the restaurants than I could um, So I recently just promoted a uh, director of operations to take over my job. So I'm pretty much unemployed now. (laughs) And uh, I'm utilizing my time to really fulfill that mission that I shared with you earlier, is to find people that, Really have potential to do more than they're capable of, and uh, if I can wake up every day and really work towards that goal and share that dream, uh, I feel like I, I would have achieved. So, in a an, in and an let other show, people
0: manage them. What's that? And then let other people manage them. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> and, <laughs> wait, and have my director of operations manage them, and so, so they would take care of that part.
0: So, do you consider yourself a visionary entrepreneur?
1: Uh, yeah. Very, very, very much
0: so. Yeah, this is a topic (laughs) that's come up several times over the last several episodes. I mean... I'm the same way. I'm Mm. a very visionary entrepreneur. Like, I've actually discovered, and you know, it's crazy that I've been doing this for 17 years, I would say that in the last few years, I've discovered that, you know, I'm not the greatest manager. Yeah. And I think a lot of it comes down to the things that we were talking about before, like the accountability stuff. Because I would let things slide. I would let things slide, whereas like really there needs to be a manager that's like, you know what, we can't, you you can't let that slide, you can't do that. You know what I mean, and and I, I just, you know and i'll for you know say please forgive me for repeating myself on the show yeah. but like i've cuz i've said this multiple times like i'm the guy who wants to know where you want to go in life what yeah. are your dreams what are your aspirations how can
1: i as a human
0: help you get there
1: yeah you know <clears throat> and that's, and, and, that's well, and let me ask you like you know when you have to deal with the, the minutia of, of managing people you know it does that take away from you doing that job yes yeah okay it, it, yeah
0: it, i mean you know it's yeah i don't know <laughs> I don't, it's like one of those things you can get like super deep on right like, oh of course yeah. yeah i uh i like i like pulling i like doing what you were saying like pulling the very best out of people yeah right like to i, I like to take somebody who doesn't believe that they can do something and show them you can do that yeah and, and we're going to be a better organization because you did it. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I love that. Um, I just I, I hate when I don't have the opportunities to do that because I get tied in the weeds from somebody who showed up to work late, or I got to re- sit down and write a performance improvement plan. The word, like <laughs> God, like just shoot me in the leg already. Like it's like it's the worst, you yeah. know. And. And I would have told you ten years ago that there was absolutely a time where I was like, you know what? I'm gonna have a company that has a thousand team members. Like I'm gonna manage a lot of people. I'm gonna do exactly that. And and like, it's not to say that it won't happen. But what I've realized is that there's like, especially with family and a lot of the things that have come into my life over the last, you know, several years, um, I'm like. It, it's a little bit of the opposite. It's like yeah. how can how can I build a great organization without having a lot of people that I have to like hold accountable all yeah. the time? You know, With leverage, right? Like, yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's like, about it's like how, it's how do you, it's you know. sh- my my it's it shifted. That's kind of like why I was asking these <laughs> questions earlier. Like now that you have a family, has your vision shifted at all? Like yeah, and I think I think that's where a lot of that comes from. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I'm I'm a visionary entrepreneur too. I, I admire
1: people who uh, are great managers. Uh, I think it's having the ability to be vulnerable to to say, you know stop doing what we suck at doing and, and really, you know, promote people that may be a better fit Yeah. and find out what we're good at doing and, and, and really pursue, you know, get back on track and really take it to where we're supposed to go to.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So a, a couple questions that I wanted to ask you before we wrap this up. Um, well, I, I would say that your restaurant is known for being, like, I mean, jam- every time I've been there, seen there, like, it's jam-packed. Like, you gotta you gotta wait there, which is great. I gotta think as a business owner, it's great. Does that does that ever stress you out? Like when you have like a two hour wait, are you kind of like, oh man, we're like we're you know we don't have the ability to, to like take care of everybody right right now. Is there any sort of anxiety that comes with that, or you're just kind of like, no, you know we're the we the we're the best. You're gonna have to wait two hours for
1: the best. Like, you know, where where's your head at as the uh, as the owner there, Colin? That's uh, I, that's a question I'm sure the guests that's been waiting two hours want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> I, to be honest, uh, that gives me anxiety. It gives you anxiety. Uh, it I, would I, be too. That's why I. Asked. I am not happy with the waits. As a matter of fact, if I do not have to make them, you know, wait, I I it would make my life much because by making people wait that long the expectation just gets higher <laughs> and their hunger just gets higher and higher and so their irritability is at an all-time high and so it's not that easy <laughs> at that point to really try to figure out how do i provide the service that i need to uh you know it wasn't always like that It's it wasn't like that in any other three restaurants i've opened or four you know well i had to close that one you know years ago but it, it's you have to build your customers and your success basically leads to having this, you know, demand for your product. Yet, you have a different t- set of problems. My new challenge is to is to make sure that I tell my team not to take this for granted. You know, the, the people that are walking in through the door, you know, they're not coming for the food. They're not coming for the drinks. For someone to wait this long to grab your product, yeah, you know, there's a, there's a... There's a prod. There's, you're selling something bigger than that, and uh, <clears throat> I've, you know, that's the quest that I'm on. That's the vision that I'm trying to paint for my team to deliver on the floor. Uh, that it's, uh, it's that the guests are here for hospitality, and that they're here to celebrate and remember, and you know, and make an, a, a special date or occasion out of that. And if we don't deliver on that feeling, we've failed. Uh, I don't care if the food tasted good or not good at that level. That's just a basic entry. You need that. You know, your scooters have to run on all cylinders. <laughs> they cannot fall <laughs> apart. But that's just, anybody else can sell that. You know, but the reason why people come to you is that feeling. What's that feeling they get, you know, when they, when they come through your doors? What's the feeling when they, when they get when they go on your website and talk to their sales associates? Uh, it's the same thing for me, and I can't forget that. And that's the basics. <laughs> it, it's really uh, about um, the feeling that people get and not the thought that they, that they think about your product. Because thoughts don't equal sales. No one says, I think I'm gonna need a scooter, I think I'm gonna need to eat some sushi today, you know, or go get a cocktail. It's because I feel like I love that girl and I'm gonna take her out on a date and i want to show her the best time so maybe she'll be my wife one day. (laughs) That's a feeling. And our job is to deliver that. It's
0: so. awesome. <laughs> anyway, I mean that kind of goes into the whole like customer experience yeah. part of it, and which is something I'm super passionate about. Which yeah. will have to be a whole another episode <laughs> one day because man, yeah. that's I could dive into that yeah. area all day long. Um, so I guess I mean I, I struggled like so many different things, <laughs> but I, I'll wrap it up with this. Uh, how about like you talked about uh, ment- like a couple times? I heard the word mentor throughout Mm -hmm. this conversation. Um, I think that's such a vital piece Mm -hmm. to the growth of of anybody. Like, whether it's a college student or whether it's, you know, an entrepreneur. Um, I mean, it sounds like you have some pretty incredible mentors in your life.
1: Yeah, I I actually do, and and I owe a lot of it uh, to them. Absolutely. One of the questions (laughs) that I get asked a lot
0: is how do you go about finding the right mentor? Mm-hmm. Can you speak to like how if I were if I were a college student right now you know at, at the University of Florida maybe or maybe I'm a startup entrepreneur yeah and I'm you know this is this was is so great about Gainesville so there's a lot of strong startups right yeah. how how would you go about finding the right mentor for your business and for
1: yourself? <clears throat> uh, it, it's that that's a, a a really you know like uh, you're absolutely right like asking someone to help feels awkward and uncomfortable. Right. But uh, in this day and age, there's no excuse. I mean, you deliver a great product. I, I mean, you look at all your podcasts. 100 and how many, how many hundred and thirty? This is 152, baby! Yeah, I'm on the 152th one. Yes, sir. 152nd one. But if you really think about it, every single one of them, if you, there's a common denominator, those are your mentors. <laughs> I, I'm sure there's a theme. What's the one theme that you see from all these? Leadership, yeah, leadership. Okay, leadership. Out of
0: all the episodes, you know, it's funny because we've dived in. We, I mean, we've had authors, we've had children, we've had police yeah. officers, we've had. I mean, we've had sports figures. We've had obviously a plethora of entrepreneurs. Um, because I'm an entrepreneur, and it obviously leans yeah. that way. But when I like pull one theme together, I'm like, I mean, you can pull Good. leadership aspects from all of these conversations, for sure.
1: Yeah, and what about that leadership? Like, you know, what differentiates them versus the others? What's the one that sticks out? What, like, what do you mean? In terms of leadership, like, what, you know, how do they deliver on that? How do they deliver on, Yeah, like- what are the better leaders doing? Oh man, <laughs> they they're surrounding
0: themselves with the people yeah. uh, that they want to be lo- be you, like, right? Yeah. Like it, it's funny cuz it goes back to like an episode I remember John Spence, where John Spence very much said, you know, you, you become the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Yeah. You know. He's and, actually
1: one of my leader, you know, mentors too. Yeah. So, yeah. And,
0: and one of mine, so like yeah. it, it's super interesting like uh, you know, and I encourage people that all the time, but I, but still, I, I think you're right. I think it feels kind of awkward to like yeah. reach out and say, "Hey, can you be my mentor?" Or you, you, I, like, I would assume that you probably get hit up all the time, and you're busy running all of these businesses, right? So yeah. how do you, how do you pick, uh, how do you pick who to be a mentee?
1: You know, yeah, to be your mentee. Uh, you know, that's a great. Uh, cause I've actually mentored a lot of people, and. Uh, I've actually become a little more selfish with my time now because it's about quality versus quantity Sure, and uh, I, I start to only pick I, I give them a um, a little bit of homework <laughs> I make them do the work if they actually deliver on that then I know they pass my test then I would invest in that Okay, and but if, if you know they, all they want is just because it sounds cool that I've got a mentor or I've you know I'm not interested in that I and I'm not gonna give up the limited time that I have for that but if there is one in a million that actually you know will deliver on that I will pour you know I would keep continuing to give them those those um uh feasibility tests or that you know next hurdle and uh, I, I it's it's like a mutual relationship and I, I look for that I, I actually I learned just as much from the mentee as from a mentor uh but like you said, and that's you know, a very yeah. common answer too.
0: Oh, is it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It is like I, I like I surround my like I want to be a mentor of
1: somebody who I can learn a lot from. Yep, it's, yep. It's
0: very very common.
1: S- so yeah, so you you know no excuse, right? Like you, I think they sh- if you're really interested in that, you better watch all the episodes, and really try to figure out what what you know what's the common denominator? Y- YouTube, TED Talk. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm signing, I just recently signed up at Harvard Business Review online. It's affordable. It's you know to get like world class teachers, Clay Christensen on Innovators Dilemma, uh, and to really like take the the four or five week courses. It's just so much information. There's just really no excuse. You know, it, they they record videos and knowledge. There's books. No excuse. <laughs> How much time do you spend investing into yourself like that? Uh, Quite a bit. I, yeah. I every morning um, we we're talking about you know we work out early yeah. in the morning, right? We have yeah, to. Early. I'm like, oh my gosh, my day starts at seven a.m. When can I work out? It has to be six o'clock. It's got to be five thirty. That's the only way. So then I got to go to sleep early. They're gonna make luckily, sacrifices. Luckily
0: Jimmy wakes up at like three a.m. So it's like it's no big deal for him. But uh, shout out to Jimmy
1: Jennings, by the way. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, so absolutely, it, it, it's. Uh, uh, It's really making those time in the moment, in the mornings, for me it's about an hour from seven o'clock to eight o'clock to nine o'clock. Those two hours of quiet time where I know everybody's asleep. And I'm like, why not get ahead in life? And I've been doing that for the past 10 years. (laughs) Hero, I gotta just let you know, man. I don't know what it is, but somewhere around like five,
0: six, seven, these the kids start to wake up at like 6 a.m. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Like, my kids wake up at like 6, 6.30 a.m. consistently. And I'm like... <laughs> Guys, sleep yeah. in. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Sleep
1: in. So I hope that time doesn't become disrupted for you. No, well thank you for that. But yeah <laughs> I have a clock and hope so far that's worked and that clock turns green and they're not allowed to come out of the room until it's green. Okay. And so far they obey the clock. They think it's some sort of magical like you know, God. You figured it out <laughs> so far. But hey, look, I, I'm sure they're going to realize that I'm plugged that thing one day and be like, hey, it's not green, Dad. I'm coming out. <laughs> uh, that's epic. Man, this has been a lot of fun. Oh, I mean, yeah,
0: I could have asked a million more questions, and we'll have to have you back sometime. Thank, thank you. you so much for carving out the time for us and for oh, and our Thank audience. you for this
1: cocktail yeah dude that's shout out to Andrew Amron from
0: last episode I mean he brought the goods so (laughs) mad love to him and the special ice oh yeah oh man Gainesville ice doctors special love to him Um, I have two questions that I'd like to wrap up with the first is like if if we could if we could connect you to anyone in the world who would that be
1: hmm anyone in the world yeah I gotta say it's my mom your mom yeah she passed away uh, 15 years ago. <laughs> uh, but she's always said, uh, uh, you know, before she uh, passed away, she wanted me to make sure that I was doing something with my life <laughs> and uh, I think she'll be proud. That's awesome, man. Yeah.
0: So it's always <laughs> nice to like reflect back
1: to and, and think about that, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's- I know she would be proud. I took her last savings <laughs> to open up Dragonfly. <laughs> That's another reason why. <laughs> and so I, I want to be able to pay her, but, you know, she's she's resting peacefully. So, you know. <laughs> it's crazy. There's a lot of yeah, emotion. I'll buy her TV.
0: <laughs> There's a lot of emotion wrapped up into that, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Take, I, taking that last of her savings and, yeah. and look at what you've accomplished. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be super exciting to watch this journey, man. Yeah. Um, I'm Thank like, you. <laughs> I, I'm honored that I just got get to watch from the outside, and <clears> I'm super honored that I got to like finally connect with you and and even have you on
1: our show. And well, likewise, I, you know, when we met, I'm, you know, I've heard stories of what you've done, and so it's, you know, we, we've we've pretty much I mean, we came out of Gainesville.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude, Gainesville's so, home, baby. Yep, <laughs> I love it. So tell our audience where they can connect with you, like where can they? I mean, obviously, like your, I guess your website. Yeah where they can where's your restaurant located if for those yeah. that
1: don't know we're you know, if, if you're listening in Gainesville we're downtown Gainesville uh, and uh, definitely come on a Monday Tuesday you know where we can give you a lot of love weekend's always <laughs> been busy so you know I, also if you can go to Orlando our restaurant's there uh, on Sand Lake Road and uh, Miami uh, we're on the west side of Miami where everybody's moving out to uh, and uh, if you want to connect with me socially we're we're on um, Instagram it's dragonfly underscore Gainesville or dragonfly underscore Orlando or dragonfly underscore Doral. Uh, and uh, hero loves natto. That's my Instagram. <laughs> natto is this fermented bean that people probably hate, but that's where I get my protein. <laughs> okay.
0: Awesome, man. It doesn't come from the wasabi-flavored peas?
1: <laughs> no. But Does that's, this have uh, protein
0: in it? Five grams?
1: Oh, yeah. Just eat the whole bag.
0: <laughs> Dang. Okay. some good stuff right here, you guys. Well, thanks, thanks for those gifts, too. Oh, you're welcome. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep them here. I'll like have them on the front counter as I'm selling scooters. i would be like, why are you eating wasabi-flavored peas? I'll be like, because it was a gift, and it's delicious. Uh, well, again, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. A lot of fun. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> no, you're can't, welcome. Can't wait for the next time. And thank you to Jason and Moss from Short Media Group, here to help with tonight's podcast recording. Appreciate you guys. Much love Thank for you. sticking it out all <clears throat> night with me, <laughs> and uh, podcast fam. If you're driving, and didn't have the chance to write down, uh, you know, the information from our sponsors. You know, I got you. Just go to whoagnv.com/sponsors. There's links to all the great people that make this podcast possible. Could not do it without them. I'm just, uh, you know, just <clears throat> honored that I've had the ability to record 152 episodes of this show. Oh, yeah. uh, it's just been super... How long super, has,
1: have you been doing this? I mean, it's
0: basically three years now. Wow. Yeah, <clears> so <throat> three years in May
1: which actually right about the time this releases it'll be 3 years. Well, so. I mean that's that's some like dedication so yeah, congratulations. It, <laughs> it's been a lot
0: of fun. Hopefully one day it'll become like the full-time the full-time gig. I love I love the scooter business, but we've had multiple conversations even on this show about how I know that my life is starting to kind of transition to the next thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So uh, I am <laughs> sure you can mentor me on <laughs> on how to step out yeah. and let other people take control. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, but it, yeah I look forward to the to that day for sure and uh you know in the meantime it's a wonderful opportunity to meet incredible people like yourself and incre- the other amazing business owners in the area that are just doing epic things and I would just encourage everybody who's listening to support the businesses that you hear on here go to Dragonfly this weekend and have that delicious meal and uh You know, I want to give some love to a sponsor before we wrap up. Special love this episode to my friends at Gainesville Harley Davidson. Go ahead and get this in your calendars now, you guys. The last Friday of every month is Bike Night at Gainesville Harley-Davidson. No matter if you're a seasoned rider, a beginner, or prefer four wheels, everyone is welcome at Gainesville Harley-Davidson for fun events like these. Again, Bike Night takes place the last Friday of every month from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m., where Gainesville Harley-Davidson has food, fun, and live music. Remember to always ride safe and never drink and ride. Go to GainesvilleHarley.com to learn more and when you visit bike night at our friends over at Gainesville Harley be sure to say hey I heard you on the WHOA GNV podcast the podcast brings you businesses and individuals that make you go whoa (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) whoa we will see you later bye guys